Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. gonna be a good day with da hey da i do love the da happy being alive day mornings on cbs sports radio yeah yeah i am so happy happy being alive day everybody it's a good wednesday to you thanks so much for being with us on june the 28th 2023 we rock and roll for the next three hours here on cbs sports radio in 20 minutes we are stunned to news and we dissect a real wowie moment from yesterday's DA show and then in 40 minutes Alec Manoa is an absolute nightmare how could he have gone from Cy Young to disaster so quickly we'll do that this hour coming up as well but the NFL has once again exported its product to Germany. Do we need me to do this rant again? I'm not sure. You know, as it goes... <laughs> it's late June, not a lot going on. It was tailor-made, man. As it goes, they tell you in the radio world, you lose your audience and gain a new one every 20 minutes, which is why if you listen to the show for longer than that, you hear me repeat a lot of stuff a lot of the time. DA, why are we doing this again? Well... Because most of my audience turns over. You, studies will tell you that people get in their car, go to work, got about a 20 to 30 minute commute. That's just the majority of people. Or they turn you on in the morning and then get ready to do something else. Maybe they listen to you with your their cup of coffee. Maybe they listen to you as they, they get ready for their day. But that's basically how long you got somebody for. And so I, I tend to try to be respectful of that and get back to big stories. And so I'm always a little torn about something like this. Like I've ranted about the NFL Europe thing for how many years now, but is it possible that somebody caught the other 20 minutes every time that I've done this? It's possible. And so the NFL Germany, the NFL Mexico, the NFL UK, I just absolutely abhor. I hate it. I just think it's the biggest theft going outside of stealing the A's for Las Vegas. For the NFL, it's the biggest theft going because 
What they're going to do is promote how popular it is in Germany. Well, good, but who the hell cares? Why should I care if you're popular in Germany? Because we live in a day and age where globalization, and that's all good. It's good for unification, to come together, to understand other people's cultures, to help share culture. It helps lead to a more diverse and a more understanding and compassionate world. I am obviously for that. When you travel, whether it's from state to state, city to city, or country to country, you start respecting other cultures, other types of people, and that's a good thing. We don't just sit in our corners and point fingers and judge. However, I don't care if the NFL makes another red cent outside of the States because the whole idea here is for the NFL to sell us that expanding their brand of their footprint is good for everyone when it isn't. It doesn't matter to us if they're popular in Germany, if they're popular in Mexico, if they're popular in the UK. It doesn't matter. Because this is not an ever-expanding piece of content. It's not a never-ending supply. If McDonald's opens up another 30 McDonald's in Moscow, it doesn't mean the McDonald's in your neighborhood's any worse off. It's not like you have less burgers because there's more McDonald's in Moscow. But the NFL is a limited commodity. So when they expand to Germany... They've got to take games that were here away. And what has happened? The NFL is going to promote all day today. Wow, we're so popular overseas. We put tickets on sale yesterday at noon local time in Germany. And tickets for Dolphins and Chiefs were sold out in 15 minutes. Wow. Isn't this great world? Isn't this great state? Isn't this great? You should be so proud. Your favorite sport's also popular somewhere else. Isn't that great? No, it's not great. Who cares? You took away from us, and specifically Kansas City, who happens to have two-time champion Kansas City Chiefs fan base that has shown up, showed out, and sold out for the better part of 30 years, and you took away perhaps the most enticing home game of their home slate this year and sold it to Germany. And I'm supposed to celebrate. Wow, isn't it great? They sold out in 15 minutes. Wow. I'm so proud of you, NFL. Look, you're all grown up. I don't know. Why don't we turn back the clock to 1991? When the NFL suddenly saw a rejuvenated, re-energized Kansas City Chiefs fan base and started saying, oh, this is a good story. Wow, because Arrowhead was empty for the 80s. And now, Marty Schottenheimer, Carl Peterson, Arrowhead's an amazing stadium. Arrowhead's the loudest stadium we have. Arrowhead is the most passionate fan base. Put them on Monday Night Football. Put them on Monday Night Football. Show the nation how great Kansas City is. And for 30 freaking years, Chiefs fans, hell or high water, trash teams, bad quarterbacks, mediocre coaching, and no playoff wins showed up and sold out every single week. 
showed up and sold out every single week and made it a spectacle. The barbecue smoke rises over the horizon as you come into Arrowhead and Kauffman Stadium and that sports complex, the Truman Sports Complex, and it is Valhalla. You come in there on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, and I'm telling you, you will have a spiritual experience. I know I did. Every time I went to one of those games when I worked in Kansas City, I'm like, this is next-level sports experience. And the NFL wanted to put that on a big, fat marquee. Look at how great this NFL story is. Look at this great fan base we have. Wow, Arrowhead's so great. And then when push came to shove and they happened to have a great team, a Super Bowl champion, and Tyreek Hill coming back to town, quickly the NFL said, well, who cares about the Chiefs fans? Well, screw Arrowhead. We got to give this to Germany. And then have the goal to say, and look how quickly it sold out. Well, thanks. It's really nice that it sold out in 15 minutes in Germany. How long would it have sold out in Kansas City? 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Wow, look. We're so popular in Germany. Aren't you proud? No. I'm not, because that game should be at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, in front of those fans. And so today, the NFL will take a victory lap. Yeah! Wow! We've got a product that the whole world loves. What is, who cares? What does that do for me? You took away the most enticing football game of the year from a fan base that has earned this for 30 of them. For 30 freaking years, they showed up in snow and hail and wind and rain and Matt Castle. They showed up for Brody Croyle. They showed up for Herm Edwards. They showed up for Romeo Cornell. They showed up. They always showed up. They showed up for Todd Haley. They always showed up. They showed up for Steve DeBerg and Bill Kenny. They showed up for Dave Craig and a washed up Warren Moon. They always showed up. And now they've got Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill coming back to town. And you say, and this is going to be our Germany game. And look at how quickly it sold out. Patui. Victory lap. This game should have been at Arrowhead, and I don't want to hear about how quickly it sold out because I don't care. I don't care. You shouldn't care. And in fact, it's theft. They stole the best game from the best fan base to then have their own press release. And look at how popular we are. Isn't it great? Everyone loves us. Ah. Gag me. <sighs> On to more flowery things. Yesterday we learned something that I'm really still stunned to a news over. We were doing a story about 
potty training? Yes, about potty training. All right. All right. Mm. Because, well, of course. And... It, oh, it was analytics about oopsies. It yes. was analytics about oopsies. Because Sean's the poop guy. Why am I the poop guy? Right. Do I have to be the poop guy at my new gig? At the new gig, we were wondering, does he take the briefcase of poop guy stuff over there? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Gallagher with the mallet. Does he take all of those toys, all of those antics over there? Carrot top with the box. Yeah. And, and we think that, you know, you should because that's winning stuff. People love it. It's what has elevated you, but we wonder <laughs> if good stuff if, if they're ready. America loves it. If they're ready for that, for that briefcase worth of of hijinks. So what we learned at Advanced Analytics was, at one point in time, Mraz's youngest sister Sarah was potty training, and Mraz's mom Nancy was out for the night she was working. So Bob was in charge of the kids, and Bob told Sarah. Look, you need to learn how to go on your own. You don't get up off this toilet until you go. And ultimately, Nancy came home two hours later, and Sarah was asleep on the potty, head leaning on the hamper, (laughs) fast asleep. And what had happened was that Bob got distracted by the 1994 Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great Waterman performance. Not a Rangers game, not a Giants breakdown. The 94 Grammys. The 94 Grammys got Bob in a wormhole, and Nancy came back and said, where's our third child? And he said, uh, well, I forgot about her. Check the bathroom. And Nancy went in there, and the third child was asleep on the toilet because she had not gone yet. It was actually March 1st, 1995. It was the 94 year of music. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. I see. So we were kind of awed at this and so Bogish and I and this happened at the very end of the show and Bogish and I were just like stunned to a news and so we said was that a really special Grammys and so Bogues has actually done some research on this well but now I might need to do more research because you just changed the number on me you said the 94 Grammys yesterday so it was in 95 it was though? March 1st 95 I had some clarifications but it was the 94 year of music yes. all right so on, so the original the March 1st of 94 show was a okay. doozy because yeah. it had River of Dreams by Billy Joel. Amazing. That's a local fan That's favorite. That's his last album, I think, right? Yeah, River of Dreams was his last album. Living yeah. on the Edge by Aerosmith. Great album. Breathe Again by Tony Braxton and Kenny G. Wow. Breathe Again. Yeah. Breathe Again. Yeah, really good mid-90s soft rock. Soft and then jazz. The, the big one <laughs> was Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, oh, which is from the Bodyguard and that is an iconic right? song. I, I will always love you. Unfortunately, at seven, that was probably the Grammys I was getting potty trained for. I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember the scene in The Bodyguard where he, like, throws, like, the scarf over in the air and it drops and cuts over his, like, Navy knife or whatever? No. Yeah, I don't know why I re- recall that from the early 90s. Let's see. So, Bodyguard was 93, you said? I guess, yeah. That sounds about right. That was my eighth grade or ninth grade, and that was the last song for every every dance. So every high school dance, eighth grade or ninth grade, it, the last song is The Bodyguard, I Will Always Love You. So it has a very powerful effect on me. So if we're now, though, fast-forwarding to March 1 of 95. Yeah, what's that Grammys look the like? The 37th Annual Grammy Awards. The big winner that night, four wins for Bruce Springsteen based off of Streets of Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a doozy. That's a big album as well, Streets of Philadelphia. 
Sean's already mentioned What a Man by Salt and Peppa. What did that win? That was one of the performances. Oh, okay. Cheryl Crow did All I Want to Do oh, yeah. on that show. Uh, that yeah. launched her career. Yeah, Cheryl Crow won Best New Artist that that uh, so, All I want to do is have, have some fun. I got a feeling I'm, I'm not the, the only, only one. one. All I want to do is have some fun. What's interesting is I... Till the sun comes up the Santa Monica Boulevard. Bam, bam. I was putting together the playlist for our wedding, not the one you guys went to, the one on the boat. The one that stuck. The one that mattered. The one that mattered. (laughs) And I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to put this together. And my wife goes, okay, well, who's on it? And I said, well, I think we should put some Sheryl Crow on it. She goes, no. What? I said, what do you mean? She goes, I don't like Sheryl Crow. For some reason, her and her mom have an anti-Sheryl Crow thing. I don't know what that is. What is Sheryl Crow? Does it the Lance Armstrong thing, maybe? I don't know. I've never gotten to the bottom of this. But I said, I like Sheryl Crow, but I wasn't allowed to put it on the playlist. Wow. Apparently, all your wife wants to do is not have some fun. Boo. Uh, there was also Boys to Men doing I'll Make Love to You, which is a good song at the 95 Grammys. And that, I think, was their last big hit. They began with Motown Philly three years earlier. And I think by the time we get to I Will Always Make Love to You. I, I'll Make Love to I'll You. I'll Make Love to You. <laughs> if you want me to. Love to you. <laughs> I think I'm combining the Whitney Houston song and that. But that was about it for those guys. Uh, I mean, it for new albums. I mean, they continue to appear everywhere yeah. since yesterday. Okay, so... So I can see why Bob got distracted. Why Bob forgot about a kid. Can I just say, the best new artist category that year, Sheryl Crow wins Green Day, Counting Crows, Ace of Bass, and Crash Test Dummies. Holy crap. Those were the five candidates for best new artist that year. And you you can understand Bob leaves a kid sleep. (laughs) You don't have have Sean candidates now. You don't, have, you don't have anything close to that. Right, so Pete, I, I would I hate doing this because I realized that in 1994, my dad could have said the same thing. Oh, there's no new candidates like it was in 1974, like when I was. But I, if I watch the Grammys now, it doesn't feel like you have the heft of potential. Now, we don't know that in 1994, those artists will become what they become. Right. But I just, I don't feel like the music industry has the same heft. There aren't big winners like, of course, Taylor Swift, Bieber. There's there's huge uh, Bruno Mars. There are huge artists that yeah. will be iconic and are iconic. But it doesn't feel like we're creating the same... Right, a dead mouse, a Billie Eilish. They're not, they don't have the same water. Billie Eilish. The best new artist... <laughs> the, the best new artist nominees from this past Grammys... Yeah. Were first of all, there's ten of them as opposed to five, right. and I don't know eight of them. Right. Samara Joy won. Don't know him, heard them. Mm-hmm. Anita, who I think I have heard of. Omar Apollo, Domi, and J D Beck. Lotto, is it Maniskin? That I've heard of them. I don't know how to pronounce their name. Played they're, Lotto. They're Mannequin. Like, that's the that's the movie from 1987. Right. Incorrect. Which you'll probably watch soon. So yeah. At two in the morning. I'm gonna rank that one. Muni Long, Toby Wigway, Molly Tuttle, I've heard of, and Wet Leg, which is Sean has. Okay, all right. Go back five years. So there is extenuating circumstances because now with streaming, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, the way that you create a a successful new artist is not the way you used to. It's not radio play. That. That's how Sheryl Crow and Counting Crows gets into that conversation in 1994. In 2023, 
everything is just splintered, so you're going by downloads of 16-year-olds. At the same time, look what that's done. It's completely deflated the star power of these, these new artists. Like, who's heard of any of those? Now, this is also, we're a bunch of 30 and 40-something white guys. It, Correct. We, we could benefit from somebody that's under the age of 35 here. Yeah. Which is why a Pat Boyle actually is of value here. Maybe he's heard of Manasquan or whatever. Well, luckily, there'll be an opening for some younger blood here. <laughs> well, I, I try to listen. To, uh, not that I have it on uh, uh, my playlist. I try to listen to some, the new stuff just for music you ideas. You do? Okay. You know, but... Research. I, research. I've never heard of any of those people. That's why I told Bo to go back five years. Let's see what happened five years ago. Yeah. So even two years ago, you had Megan Thee Stallion, Phoebe Bridgers, and Doja Cat, who are all big deals right now. Mm-hmm. But that so was maybe two years in two ago. years, some of these. The point remains: if you're a father, and me and Peter, young father, da, a young father now. That's right. You letting your kid fall asleep with their head on a hamper, demanding they go potty to watch these Grammys anymore? But you would do that for Cheryl Crow and what a man. <laughs> yeah. but also depends Times have changed. It also depends upon how far in the potty stage you're out. You're on. <laughs> Clearly, it was a frustrating stage right. for my sister. Right. It yeah. is rare, though, that there are television events that would make you have to leave the kid on the potty. Now, we have DVR now. Right. We have on demand now. You it's can true. watch the clips on, on YouTube. You can watch them on Twitter, what have you. At the same time, there's just not television events that you're like, I can't miss this. This is why the Super Bowl is still the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, in 94, 95, you, if you're not watching that act live, you ain't seeing that act again. No, you might see it the next day on the Today Show, a little clip of it, but you're not seeing it in full. Right. Unless somebody taped it for you. So if Sarah wasn't going to go poopy poopy, then sorry, you're falling asleep in there. I I, I didn't get to see Shoop. Now, again, yeah. I mean, I still think there's an argument for you should not forget your kid well, and for anything on TV. I mean, but I see your point. You can't kill Bob here. And we do have to clarify, he didn't want her to fall asleep there. He just forgot she existed. Right. Exactly. He, he, got, worse. he got mad at her and said, I'm not coming back here until you go. We sat down again. The Fritos were open. It was two hours later. My mom came home and she asked where she was. And he realized, and we all realized we had forgotten she existed. Now, there's been a couple of these incidents in your home where you were worried about showering communally at, at college. Correct. <laughs> your, your youngest sister had trouble with the potty. Yeah. Was there just traditional bathroom hesitation in the house, which maybe you're wow. making up for these days? It's a good point. I I mean, perhaps there was some bathroom issues our whole lives. There was also the fish tank incident in 92 in which I went fish first, uh, fish first face first into the fish tank. <laughs> And to save the fish, while I was in the hospital getting stitched up, we threw the fish in the toilet bowl. But my Aunt Donna had to go to the bathroom bad after some bad pizza, and the fish went down the tubes. That was January of 92. I think you remember the incident in 92. During the Bills run. What a horrible way to go. Bad pizza. Yeah, who's ever had bad pizza? It was my sister's second birthday party. I went through a fish tank. I had to get stitched up. I was a snot-nosed kid, and the only way to preserve the fish was nobody could use the bathroom in the house. My Aunt Donna, there was no holding back. I mean, to this day, my father and Aunt Donna don't talk. Maybe this is partially the beginning. She killed the fish. So the prized goldfish in the house. Two of them. Two of them. Saved by putting them in the toilet. Everyone is told at the party you cannot go to the upstairs bathroom. There are fish in there. Aunt Donna 
has a bad slice of pizza, runs and says, I don't care about the goldfish. It's going to be thunderstorm for them. That was it, man. And that was it. And she just didn't care and flush, and away we go. Now, in fairness, this is pre-move to West Babylon. This is the Massapequa Moreshes with only one bathroom in the house. <laughs> now, it does dawn on me, why did anybody not think to grab a flower vase, fill it up with some water, yeah. and put the fish in there? <laughs> the toilet felt like the lazy answer, and thus washed away. Do Maybe we... they're alive, thriving somewhere. The pipes connect. Yeah, with well, party gifts, too. And yeah, it's in the Mediterranean somewhere, because that's how everything connects. There's those huge carp that are in front of, like, Mount Fuji's and sushi places. Right. So it's possible those yeah. two goldfish grew up to that. Yeah. Do... Do we at least know if Aunt Donna flushed beforehand to give them a more... Good um, point. Or Honorable she, exit. I believe this question's come up, and I believe the answer is there was no time for flushing first. <laughs> <laughs> so they saw their impending doom. <laughs> that is really terrible. That is really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us back to yesterday's question. Is this a story for your new job or not? <laughs> What a way to go. Do you have to flush this story? Do do you have to shoehorn this in between a Yankees at the trade deadline show? <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Caesar reminds me of Antonna. And my Guys, 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 guys. I think what the Yankees need of the deadlines is another arm. And have I told you about the summer of 92? <laughs> <laughs> the incident in question. And there's Tiki, his jaw agape. What are we doing here? <laughs> huh? Huh? Antonna! This kills down the hall. <laughs> oh. Is this on? You should have heard Pete when I said the storms are brewing. <laughs> this was huge in Alabama. I, and I said, and they saw their impending doom. And Pete had to turn off his microphone. This kills down the hallway. <laughs> Tiki <laughs> crickets down there. And back We're to Buck Showalter at 877-337. Are we taking a break? <laughs> no, no, no. Keep stretching. No, I got more stuff. Did I tell you about the Grammys? <laughs> the Grammys. 94 Grammys. I got a whole list here. Cheryl Crow. Salt water, fresh water, lakes. Come on, I'm dying up here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me eat something. Right, 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 right. I'll eat whatever you got. What do you got? Bones, no bones. I'm going to put two chicken nuggets in a headband. Watch this. Quick, somebody make me laugh. There's something down here. I'll cough it up. Is it friction up and then down? What do I do? Oh, I forgot. Okay. How's this go? I forgot. It's the friction down. The laugh goes up. 24 or 48 in the crepe case. Check my underwear quickly. <laughs> Give me a math problem. Who know the answer? Come on. It's me the spell ruler. Come on. Uh, have I told you I never took the SATs? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this kills. Tiki begging for a guy thing or not a guy thing return. You thought that was embarrassing. He'll be begging for Greg Camella. <laughs> Begging for Coughlin. <laughs> Can Jim Finn run through you? <laughs> he, he starts sending Ronde in just to take some heat. Are you wearing a gold jacket? Yeah. I need a day, Ronde. Can you go in for me? Yeah, sure. Ronde just dresses up like Tiki. We don't know which one is which. <laughs> Are you Siamese twins? <laughs> that kills.
Down the hall, come on. <laughs> Do we want to explore Siamese twins? <laughs> Every day at 2.30, Mraz comes to Dow Studio. <sighs> it's tough down there. They're not, they don't get the poop stuff. They're not getting it. It's not working. <laughs> Do we have to maybe not replace him for like six months in case they send him back to us? Uh, no, we have to. <laughs> Four months of cross with a chaos. What's going on? It's going to drive me insane. I finally saw his blow up over Tutties on Instagram Oof. last night. Boy, that really, that was a trigger for, for Carlos. It was like, wow, he went from zero to 60. Yeah, and took a shot. For a guy like that who wears really weird sweaters to get that angry about Tutties. It's good content. It's really good radio. But you're like, wow, that set you off. The Tutty set you off. I huh. think there's a thing there brewing, though. Between Carlos and Pat. Because I, oh, yeah. Because people, because Carlos and people, I think Vegas has Pat as the favorite right now. You're seeing people want to take shots now. Pat's the king of the oinks. People assume he's a favorite in some way, shape, or form. But Vegas has him at plus 125, Ooh, I think. It is. People are going to jello wrestle to the death for this spot here. <laughs> Just don't call me and ask me how much it pays. <laughs> when we come back, we're stunned to a news. DA, CBS Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Choose your weapon. Peeps with salsa or a kielbasa to the face. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Listen to the DA Show and hundreds of affiliates nationwide, as well as Sirius XM Channel 158. Squishy Liquid saying, three guys singing Sheryl Crow off-key, followed by Pete going, boyer, boyer, was funnier than it had any right to be. <laughs> and the fat journalist simply tweets, Aunt Donna's Thunder Dump. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
right, standing by with our headlines this morning is Peter Schwartz. All right, DA, we will begin with baseball. An historic night for Angel star Shohei Otani. Here's the one-two, and there it is. You called it right on the money. A splitter struck him out swinging, and that is how the inning will end. Ninth strikeout tonight for Otani. That was Terry Smith on Angels Radio. The Angels beat the White Sox 4-2. Shohei Otani gave up a run and four hits while striking out 10 over six in the third before he had to leave the game as a pitcher because of a cracked nail on his right middle finger. Angels manager Phil Nevin said Otani knew leaving the mound was the right move to make. Being the team guy he is, he just knew that you know, he saw Webb up down there, and he knew Webb would have, had a little better command of his pitches, and he just felt like he wasn't able to command the sweeper, especially or, you know a couple off-speed pitches uh, to get you know the guys that were coming up out, and um, that's what we're talking about. You know, he understood where we're at in the game and who we have available. And now we go to extra innings in Seattle. Now the pitch. Thomas swings and grounds one fair up the first baseline. In the foul ground off the sidewall. Chavis scores from third. Vargas scores. Into second is Thomas with a two-run double. Here at the top of the 11th inning. And the Nationals take the lead. Charlie slows on Nationals radio. The Nationals beat the Mariners 7-4. to in 11 innings. Elsewhere, the A's over the Bombers, 2-1. to one. The Dodgers beat the Rockies, 5 to nothing. Guardians beat the Royals, 2-1. Phillies topped the Cubs, 5-1. to one. You had the 1969 and 1986 World Champions beating the Brewers, 7-2. to two. <laughs> Nice. <Okay>. Oh! <laughs> the Marlins pound out 19 hits in a 10-1 win over the Red Sox. Giants over the Blue Jays, 3-0. Pirates beat the Padres, 9 to 4 and the okay. Reds topped the Orioles 3 to 1. Blue and Orange National League team owner Steve Cohen tweeting that he will be doing a press conference before tonight's game against the Brewers. He said you will get it from me straight that said team has lost 16 of their last 22 games. There okay. was some sad news from football yesterday. Former Arkansas quarterback Ryan Mallett who played 7 years in the NFL, he passed away on Tuesday as a result of an apparent drowning incident. In Florida, he was 35 years old, played for the Patriots, Texans, and the Ravens. Now to basketball. Suns head coach Frank Vogel, a guest yesterday on the Jim Rome Show here on CBS Sports Radio. He talked about his big three of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal all being willing passers. What's great about these these three stars is they're all unselfish uh, uh, scorers. You know, they they, they all can uh, fill it up and be the prolific scorer that it just puts uh, the nail in a coffin against teams. They're all closers, and um, they can all play off the basketball. Warriors guard Dante DiVincenzo will reportedly decline his $7.4 million player option, become a free agent. Hockey, the Kings acquire left winger Pierre-Luc Dubois from the Jets, and they sign him to an eight-year extension with an average annual value of eight point five million million. D.A., I have a question on policy and procedure here. Yeah. Does uh, does a team that plays in the state next door to this state uh, do they have to we have to comply with the embargo on depends on if they're if they're a New Jersey team okay. like the Devils you're yes. okay oh, I can mention yeah. the Devils because yeah. I had I had pitchforks in parentheses yeah 
Oh, that's good too. Okay. You're getting creative with these, which I really appreciate, but you're allowed to say devils. I it's just say it's, devils. It's the NY that we don't talk about. Okay. Around. I just wanted to update our policy yeah. and procedure. Thank you. The Devils acquired right winger Tyler Toffoli from the Flames. The Sharks acquired goalie Mackenzie Blackwood from the Devils. All this the day before the NHL draft. Tonight, the Blackhawks expected to make Connor Bedard the number one pick in the draft tonight in Nashville. And okay. now it is time to get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Not very often that these stunned to a news stories have a sports twist Mm. to them, but this one does. And this is a story out of Macon, Georgia. A doctor's group that promotes plant-based eating and animal rights is making a big fuss over the Macon-Bacon baseball team. Oh, boy. The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has sent a letter urging the Georgia Summer Collegiate team to change its name. This according to WMAZ-TV. The group has also sponsored a billboard imploring Macon fans to keep bacon off your plate. Macon Bacon's glorification of bacon, a processed meat that raises the risk of colorectal cancer and other diseases sends the wrong message to fans, DA. That's according to Anna Herbie, the group's nutrition education program manager. She wrote this to the team's president. The Macon Bacon had its first season with the Coastal Plains League in 2018 after the name was chosen in a vote by fans. The The team's mascot is Kevin. Named after Kevin Bacon. Oh, that's good. uh, One over Footloose actor Kevin Bacon, who once wore a Macon Bacon hat in an Instagram post. Nice. And it's not just the name. The ballpark concession menu includes bacon. Oh, Mraz would love this. Includes bacon wrap bacon, Bacon steak cut bacon, bacon bacon loaded cheese fries, and bacon chips. Nice. The the Washington-based Physicians Committee advocates for plant-based diets and scientific research without animal testing. Herbie's letter is dated June 1st, suggesting the team change its name to Macon Facon Bacon, referring to a plant-based bacon. The team president weighing in on this, his name is Brandon Raphael, said the Macon Bacon name and brand have been embraced by fans for their lighthearted and playful nature. He also noted... Ballpark concessions include a plant-based option. There you go. So See, why all the fuss? I mean, this is where the country skews off the rails on both sides. If only we could all start from common sense. Last night, I had the fake chicken nuggets. They're called nugs. You love these. Yeah, I do. And I eat them because they taste just like chicken nuggets. They're actually quite delicious. And I don't have to feel guilty that wonderful little chickens were murdered or kept in cages or, you know, all that awful stuff. Now, I ate a chicken sandwich the day before, so you can call me a hypocrite. But at least it's a moment in time where I'm like, I'm trying to do the right thing for animal rights. And I think most people get on board like, hey, if it tastes just as good, yeah, I would try that. Sure, mm-hmm. I would eat it. If I had the option of both, sure, maybe sometimes I would go there. And that's all that I feel like people should need or want to do. Once we get into 
you can't call a baseball team bacon because somehow <laughs> now that's unethical. Now we lose the whole, you'll lose everybody that way. That doesn't help anybody. Now, the fact that the Macon Bacon have a plant-based bacon, great. Great. That's it. If all they go is, hey, we see the other side, and here's an option for right. you, that's all you need. But it doesn't even get it. That's a great team name. It leads to great sponsorships and great items of the ballpark mm-hmm. and great puns and great marketing opportunities. Like, you got to let people have fun, too. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. like the ballpark that's next to the tennis stadium in this vicinity that we live in, uh-huh. right? They have, like, a gluten-free stand there, yeah. and they've got kosher meal options. there. It's about the options. options. That's it. But what if they start coming after us for Canadian bacon? Wow. We might be next in line. I mean, it's one of the most popular hockey segments in North America. Wow. And it got you the vote in the Selkie Trophy voting. No doubt. Great defensive forward. <laughs> I defended the game. I don't know. I hope, you know, that would be such a sin if we lose Merez and Canadian bacon because people were upset that we were disrespecting pigs. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was directed at me. But no, yeah. no. <laughs> no, just mean the... This time it wasn't. It was. just mean the that would be DA sell back to him. <laughs> we're promoting think, a pig. Do you think <laughs> we should, disrespecting do it? Do you think we should reach out to the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine to find out if you can continue to do Canadian bacon next year? I'm wondering, have any of you guys had the fake and bacon? I have not had I, plant-based bacon yet. I, I had have. turkey bacon. I like turkey bacon. I have. It's I it just I, I can't get past the mental hurdle to me. The mental how does it taste? Grainy. Yeah, you know, look, you can make things look like things. Have you had the impossible Whopper? I still can't pull the trigger. The fake bleeding bothers me. Okay. I've been to- and again, I've been told great things. I just I have to get over that mental struggle of being fat. Well, before you get out of here, I'm going to bring in the chicken nuggets that are plant-based. I just I really want to get your taste test on it because I really like them. All right. I mean, hey, one last pony trot. I'll I'll throw them in my mouth. We'll have a good time. <laughs> They wrapped that big old wiener in bacon. Fast forward to August 10th. Do you guys know that there is uh, these, like, plant-based nuggets? Right. Tiki, yeah, yeah. you probably already know Tiki. that, Tiki. Evan doesn't. Let's yeah. sh- Evan, should we do a taste test? Why don't I bring these in? Yeah. You guys want to try the new Lay's flavors. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a whole new slew of different flavored potato chips at a Wawa. Oh, yeah, Wawa. That, so that, and that's a... Northeastern base gas station, but I think it goes mostly up and down the East Coast. Yeah, Philly we're, for sure. And we're not embargoing them. We should try that the twenty fourth. The twenty fourth, the mm, day after. Yes. Personally, for me, we're not. I'm in a bad spot because Doritos is going wild with flavors. I saw tangy ketchup Doritos. Uh huh. I tried I, those. Did you? Oh, uh, can't. Hot mustard ones too. This is like a ten pound bag of Costco. I can't commit to that. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Ketchup-based Doritos? Yes. Pretty good. Yes. You see, sometimes you get sick of the flavor, though, after a while, but it was pretty good. Pretty good until you get sick of it? What kind of review is that? (laughs) Even Aunt Don had a better pizza review. When you're toward the end of the bag. To be honest, that's how pizza reviewed me my whole life (laughs) working with them. Pretty good, then you get sick of them. Did you see they're they're trying this? Pepsi flavored ketchup. Have you guys talked about this oh, at all? Oh, come on, no. At Yankee Stadium? No, come on. Excuse me, I'm sorry. At, the, the, at, at the house that Ruth built? No. Um, ketchup flavored Pepsi? Ke- they're, apparently they're or testing Pepsi this. Pepsi flavored ketchup. Pepsi flavored ketchup. What did I, did I say it the other way? No. Pepsi flavored ketchup. They're apparently testing them at a few ballparks. Ew. It sounds gross to me. Yeah. Whack. 
That's brutal. Uh, when we come back here on the show, Alec Manoa is a disaster. DA, CBS Sports Radio. And a happy Wednesday to you, everybody. This portion of the show sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Watch us at WatchDA.com or on Twitch or on YouTube every single morning. And full episode to the show available on YouTube every single day. Alec Manoa is just an absolute nightmare right now. The former ace of the Toronto Blue Jays was DFA'd. And how about this? He pitched in a rookie league game, right? This was at the rookie level minor league. I guess maybe single A? So he was not DFA. He was just sent to the minors. Oh. And they sent him to the very bottom rung at their spring training facility where he'd have more, like, infrastructure around him and less game pressure. Gotcha. And in one outing against rookie level opponents. Right. This is entry level minor league. He threw two and two thirds and gave up 11 runs. He was an all-star and a Cy Young finalist last year. He was a Cy Young finalist last year. And by June of this year, he gave up 11 runs in two and two thirds to the lowest rung of minor leaguers there are. How can you possibly explain it? Is it the yips? Is it Ankiel? Is it Knobloch? The only thing I can think of for this game is how much was he just like flat out crazy working on stuff and like not focused on getting out? He faced mainly 17 to 19 year olds. Yeah, you got to strike him out. He. This was a guy that was a finalist as a Cy Young guy last year mm-hmm. and gave up 11 runs to high schoolers. They were 17, 18, and 19. Yeah. You can't. You got to get out. I don't care what you're working on. <laughs> right? Your crappiest stuff has to get them out. Right. Now, from a guy who has plunked nine-year-olds in the batting cage, I understand how hard it is to throw strikes to anybody, but this seems extreme. I want to talk more about this when we come back from break. Also, jorts and snorts. Should the Colts start Gardner Minshew? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.